What's new on Grab It TV? Absolutely everything. We've got daily news shows, sports, weather, comedy, inspirational shows, fast cars, and a whole lot more. If you aren't watching Grab It TV, you're really missing out. It's free for you and free from censorship. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe today. Hello, hello, and welcome to World of Matchups and Week 4 in the National Football League. My name is Dexter Reed, and we are coming to you all live and direct from the Grabit Television Studios in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. To my right, we have super producer Spencer the Wiz. Spencer, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Awesome. Does any other season go as fast as the National Football League? It is week four already, and it is October 1st, and we are moving right along. Lots happening. Let's start with what happened last night in the National Football League when the Jacksonville Jaguars visited the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, Trevor Lawrence has been putrid to this point. So has Jacksonville, and so has Urban Meyer. But the truth of the matter is, is that they can't stay this way forever. And last night, they showed you why they took Trevor Lawrence first overall. This might be the first good game that he did have, and it is nice to see him up and coming, albeit in a loss. World of Matchups did take the Jaguars plus to 7.5, and we hit. But the big story here is Cincinnati at 3-1. and one. Joe Burrow is ascending. Even though he was coming off that major injury, they looked Good. Minus T. Higgins, no problem. C.J. Uzoma was out there catching balls all over the place. Joe Burrow was leading drives. He is going to be the future of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's very, very simple. They got it right. There was a time where I thought they should have taken Chase Young. There was a time where I thought they should have picked up Cam Newton. But they got it right. Joe Burrow is the future in Cincinnati. And let me tell you something. These fans are excited. They have a lot to be excited about. When was the last time Joe Burrow was, I mean, not Joe Burrow, was the Cincinnati Bengals was 3-1? and one. Can anyone tell me? It's been a long time. Spencer, can you look that up? The future is bright in Cincinnati. They're making stops on defense. They're looking good. Joe Mixon a little banged up, but the bottom line is, is that they're 3-1. and one. They won a big game last week that World of Matchups also took. That hot take came through versus Pittsburgh. I would look out for them. They're no longer perennially bad, especially on Monday night, Andy Dalton is gone. Joe Burrow's the future. Cincinnati Flowers. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Here's your flowers. I tip my cap to you. Now, the jersey is on. You know what this means. It is time for us to roast the refs. No, God! No, God, please, no! This is incomplete. No flag. No! My goodness, I have got three clips for you guys that were absolutely horrendous. And that's just three of like a dozen of the most horrific calls that took place last week in the National Football League. Let's start with DJ Moore on Thursday Night Football. Folks, this is a catch 
He's not down. Refs blow the whistle prematurely. Steal the touchdown from DJ Moore. Why? Now, granted, it didn't matter. They went on to destroy Houston. But why'd they blow that whistle? That's a touchdown. Refs, swallow the whistle. Let these guys play. Next. This is one that hit dear to my heart. These two, actually. Because these refs got these completely wrong. Kansas City is home. They're playing Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. It's late. It's highly contested. Look at this bomb that is thrown. Can somebody tell me what universe that that's not pass interference in the end zone? That should be first and goal from the one with the Chiefs having a chance to win it. Now, a lot of my friends will tell you that that is sour grapes on my end, and I get it. The Chiefs turned the ball over four times. That game should not have been even close. But when Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are being mugged like it's WWE in the end zone, you have to throw that flag. Now, you don't throw that flag. Defender wasn't even looking at the ball. This is fail Mary 2.0. If this game was a primetime game, the NFL would have a lot of problems. Now, they throw that other pass, DeAndre Baker. That wasn't pass interference. Are you kidding me? The ball got that he dropped that pass. How is how is that a flag? I'm not saying the Chiefs got robbed here, but you're Patrick Mahomes. You're MVP of this league. You're the face of the league. You're a golden boy. You're at home. Sure, you turned the ball over four times. You have a chance to win this game. These are poor flags that are flown. I'm so I'm sorry. And I know Justin Herbert is ascending, but we have to get these calls right. If the defender has his back turned to the player and is mugging the player, you have to throw the flag. And now what's going to happen when they have these Hail Marys? Coaches are just going to tell guys to go down there and mug them. Go down there and mug that guy because they're not going to throw the flag. If we're going to have games played in the NFL that are contested properly, we have to have calls that make games fair. This one coming up is the most egregious. Now, I know Justin Tucker kicks a 66-yarder here, and I know Lamar makes a 4th and 19 play to get them into field position. But I told everybody last week that Baltimore was ripe for the picking here, and sure enough, they were. This is a game they should have lost. Why? Because there was a delay-a-game penalty that you're about to see here that wasn't called. That would have taken them out of field goal range, and they would have – I don't care if Justin Tucker is Jesus – no one is making a 71-yard field attempt, field goal attempt in, in the NFL and making it. It's just not happening. And the thing that bothers me the most about this is that you're listening to the commentators say, oh, he better hurry up. Oh, the, the clock's winding down. And then the clock winds down. There's a two-second interval between that and when the ball is snapped, and then no one says anything about it. No one says anything about it. So you gift Justin Tucker an opportunity to kick the ball to win it, and he makes it. And then what happens? The Lions lose the game when that should have been a penalty and the refs missed it. And you commentators out there, you, you, you soft commentators out there that just let that airspace be quiet and, and then are giving, giving Justin Tucker his flowers, shame on you. 
Shame on you. This is not just for the rest, but this is for you too. You see something happen wrong, and then you don't mention it, you get a flag. You will be getting roasted. We might have to do a segment called Roast the Commentators next week if this continues. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the game breakdowns. Let's talk about what World of Matchups has been doing. We are 28 and 20 on the season. Picking against the spread on Thursday night, straight winners Sunday and Monday. Last week, World of Matchups was 12 and 4. We're looking good here, folks. All right. When I tell you I do know a little bit about football, I wasn't lying. That 6 and 10 first week is gone, and we are hitting double digits every week. That's what we're looking for, okay? So, early games. Chiefs at the Eagles. My goodness, the Kansas City Chiefs, man. What a rough start. All right? There is no way around it. This is a must-win game for Kansas City. If the Chiefs go 1-3 and three in that division while everybody else is ascending, it's going to be tough sledding the rest of the season, okay? Mahomes, please just take what the defense is giving you, bro. Hero ball, come on. There's no need to try to be Superman. I understand the whole Kansas City franchise is on your back, but if they give you the underneath, take the underneath. If they give you the deep shot, take the deep shot. I think right now you're pressing and trying to do too much. We don't need you to be Superman, okay? Jalen Hurts is going to eat because Kansas City has a soft defense. Expect him to run around after a big loss on Monday night. He's got something to prove. Going into, into Philadelphia versus a big-time team, they're going to be fired up for this, okay? Now, the Eagles are going to have no answer for KC's skill players. They're just too fast. They're going to have to run the ball at least for 100 yards to win this game. Now, I think the Chiefs win this game. I don't think it's an easy win. There are no easy wins at all, not in the NFL. I think that they'll pull it out, though. I think that Kansas City has been victimized by Kansas City. I think Kansas City has been victimized a little bit by the refs. I think Kansas City has been victimized a little bit by the play calling. And I think that they get right versus the Eagles here. I really, really do. I, I think they're going to win Andy Reid's homecoming here and and avoid the one and three hole. I think two and two is manageable and could set. The, I think right now Kansas City, just they just need a win. They just need a win. I just can't see them going one and three. So I'm taking the Chiefs here barely. I want to read something to you guys that I just saw. And this really sums up the Chiefs' season perfectly. Or just the Chiefs in general, okay? The Chiefs are 30-2. and 30-2 and two when Patrick Mahomes and the defense gives up 30 points or less. They are 6-10 and 10 when they give up more than 30. The defense doesn't need to do a, low, a whole hell of a lot, folks. Okay? Offense just needs to hold on to the ball. Hold on to the ball. Keep teams under 24, 20, 21. The Chiefs win these games, but they're being exposed, and and teams are coming for the Chiefs. I think that I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was the wrong pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. I really do. When you had guys like Jonathan Taylor, when you had guys like DeAndre Swift available, you know, and I know Patrick Mahomes wanted Hilaire, but five foot seven backs in this league in this day and age. It's too finesse. You need a guy that can go on fourth and one and get you that one yard, especially after we saw Mahomes get hurt in Denver a couple years ago. Who's getting you that tough yard? And I, and I know that he's had some big games, but I don't think they're using him properly. There is no screen game. His confidence is shaken. I'm questioning that pick at this point, and I hope he proves me wrong, but the Chiefs need a win 
in the worst way. If they go one and three, I might bring out the flamethrower moving forward. Next. Giants at the Saints. Giants are a dumpster fire, and basically they're just the Jets wearing blue. They're awful, okay? Man, poor New York. They're just holding L's all over the place. It doesn't matter what team it is. They are terrible. The Saints' D has been impressive. Cam Jordan, those guys up front, they're, they're beasts. They're, re- they're very underrated. You know, when we think about some of the better defenses, you know, Spence, the Saints never really get, get that love, but they're good. They're a solid, solid team. So they're going to force Daniel Jones into some problems here. Like I said, I, I, I like Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is on his way to kind of being the Sam Darnold for the Giants where they just give him a raw deal. You know what I mean? Don't give him enough. Guy can run. He's a decent quarterback, but it's just not going to be enough. He's going to make some mistakes because he's not going to have any protection because the O-line is is terrible, all right? The, the receivers are, are injured. I mean, my goodness. How do you not beat a horrible Atlanta team at home in your own building? I, that was a terrible loss. You know, and, the, and the, the nail in the coffin is now one of their best defensive players, Blake Martinez, is out. Alvin Kamara is going to have an absolute field day. He's going to run wild. Take the Saints here. Take them with confidence. They're my best bet this week, and I'm I'm really trying not to best bet against these New York teams, but I'll best bet this week against against the Giants because they're just terrible, you know. But the Giants, is it me or Spencer? Every like once a year, the Giants go and win a game on the road that have no business winning. Yeah, this does feel like a almost a trap game for the Saints, but the Saints are really are, no one's really figured them out yet. So this is going to be a bigger test for them. You know, they had a big win last week. They looked horrible the week before, and are the Giants finally going to try to bring it together? Are they going to play desperate enough? I'm not sure. A couple years ago, I remember they went into Denver and won a game with Eli Manning one of his last years. I mean, they were just as bad as they are now, and they won that game. The the Giants last year they would go to Seattle. That game knocked me out of my knockout pool. You know what I mean? They win these kind of games. So if there was a classic trap game for the Saints, this would be it. But I just don't see it happening. I, I'm taking I'm taking the Saints with confidence. Next, the Texans at the Bills. Boy, the wagons are circling in Buffalo. They are beating up on teams after losing week one to Pittsburgh. And, you know, they're, they're let, the Texans are led on the road by this Davis Mills guy. This guy's neck is like 10 feet long. This guy, Nothing else needs to be said. Buffalo destroyed Washington, and they're going to destroy Houston. The Bills, they're heating up, okay? And the the Bills' defense, small and undersized as it may be, keeps guys in the middle of the field. They are going to make some noise this year. If they start stopping the run, they're going to make some noise this year. My friend Jordan thinks they're going to the Super Bowl. I think that there's still a way to go for them, but as long as Josh Allen goes off like I think he's going to go off this week, they're gonna, they're gonna be in the, at least the. I'm not gonna say the champ AFC Championship game, but they they could make it back there. They could definitely make it back there. I think the Bills defense eats. They're gonna blitz the hell out of Taylor Heineke, and it's gonna be a resounding Buffalo win. I don't think it will be close. Um, not Taylor Heineke, excuse me, Davis Mills. I don't think it will be close. You know they blitzed the hell out of Heineke last week. That's what happened, and and we saw what happened there. They dismantled Washington. They're gonna dismantle the Texans. I really like Buffalo here. Take them with confidence and roll. Next, Panthers at the boys. Cowboys are heating up. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hot. That's hot. 
America's team's heating up, man. I know some of y'all out there like to hate on them. Sometimes I like to hate on them, but for some reason, I really like them this year. I kind of like what they're doing. I think Carolina suffers their first loss here. I really, really do. You know, the, the running game of, of the Dallas Cowboys is stout. And, you know, now that Tony Pollard is doing his thing, too, you know, you have this thunder and lightning thing going on with Zeke and Pollard where they're feeding off on them. McCarthy's actually using these guys right, which is I can't even believe he's doing anything right. But it's going to make a difference here. They're going to soften that Carolina defense up, which I think might be a little overrated to begin with anyway. Carolina's played some tomato cans so far, let's face it. And Dak's going to be Dak. We were just talking about how good – how good Dak is. I'm all, I'm absolutely shocked that after watching Dak's college tape and watching some games he played in college, Dak was more of a running quarterback. But now Dak has ascended into being, to me, to me, Dak is top five. And he could even be top three. And what he's doing coming off that grotesque injury is mind-blowing. What do you think about Dak, Spence? Well, it's more about Dak and everything else that's going on in the league. Because going into this year, I was really thinking, like, you know, I grew up with Drew Brees. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning. Like, you can go down the list. Like, there are a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And I, I'm thinking, are there that many Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the new guard? Like, is this new quarterback group coming up mm-hmm. going to be as good? Now, topping Tom Brady is probably impossible. But think about Patrick Mahomes. Think about how good Dak Prescott's been this Herbert. year. You know, Herbert, obviously, he's obviously looking to fit the bill. Josh Allen. Josh yeah. Allen. So may- maybe. It I, might be. I, I'm a lot more confident than I was going into the season. Yeah, and I, I'll agree with that. But I'm just really impressed by Dak Prescott. I, I, he's, I used to think Prescott was a bum. I can't lie. But you know what? I have to give this guy his flowers. He's looking good, and, and so is Dallas. You know what I mean? Trevon Diggs on defense was player of the month. I mean, that pick six he had on, on Monday, they're looking better. Now, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No, but man, they're ascending at the right time. No CNC on on the Panthers this week to save them. They're going to be in trouble. They're going to be playing catch up most of the game. Sam Darnold is going to make a costly error here, and that's going to ice it late for the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys at home. I think that they are putting building blocks together. I think they're win, winning despite McCarthy. And when you guys have have guys like C.D. Lamb on one side. And then you're you're dealing with even like tight ends that are underrated, like a Dalton Schultz is making plays. They have guys making plays that you wouldn't normally think are making plays. It's going to lead to some more wins here, especially in that weak division. You take the Cowboys with confidence, okay, because they are going to roll. Next. Browns at the Vikings. Browns at the Vikings. So the Browns dismantle Chicago behind a banner day on defense. This is what you were saying you needed to see from the Browns. This is what I needed to see from the Browns. Now, I think it was more about how inept Chicago is more than I thought it was how dominant, you know, the Browns were. But the bottom line is, is that we asked for it and they gave it to us, okay? This week, they're going to have a tougher test trying to stop Madison and Cook. I think Cook will play. You know what I mean? He was banged up last week. But if anyone watched that game last week, Alexander Madison is a monster. He's a monster. He's Dalvin Cook 10.0. He is unbelievable. It didn't look like Cook was missing. It looked like Cook out there pushing the pile, catching passes. Dude, I was up by like 40 going into my, that last game in fantasy, and the other guy had Cook. I went to bed pissed. <laughs> Madison's a monster, and he's getting flowers from me. So, quietly, Minnesota has weapons that can score. 
Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen is the white Chris Carter. They can score. All right. We were just talking about Kirk Cousins. Tell the people what you just told me about Kirk Cousins. Well, if they're undefeated to me, he's the no, not undisputed, but he would be leading MVP voting right now. I mean, that offense looks nasty. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, when he was on Washington, to me, I thought was the guy. I thought he should have stayed there. I can't fault him for taking the money. And then he came to Minnesota, and he just became like the Alex Smith of Minnesota, a very serviceable serviceable quarterback, not going to put up pretty pretty huge numbers. They're going to hide him behind the run game. And I'm here to tell you that this year, he has been anything but that. He, if you give Kirk Cousins a clean pocket – they're going to be tough to stop. And that's exactly what I think is going to happen this week. Okay, I think it's going to be too much for Cleveland to overcome after a big win against the soft, toothless Bears. And I expect a Mayfield letdown. You know, everyone keeps telling Minnesota how bad their defense is, how bad their defense is. You know, you can't tell me these guys aren't hearing this and listening to them and watching this, you know what I mean, like bulletin board material. They take that stuff to heart. And I think that if Cousins is efficient, Securing a Vikings W shouldn't be that much of a problem. I think what they need to do in Minnesota, and I think they will do, they're going to rise to the occasion. They're going to stop Chunt and Hub. They're going to stack the box, and they're going to make Baker Mayfield throw the ball. OBJ is back, but is OBJ even a thing anymore? So I think that they are going to be able to stack the box against Chubb and Hunt, slow those guys down while they're still going to eat. I think they'll do enough to slow them down, and I think they're going to force Baker into turnovers. They're going to make Baker Mayfield throw the ball to win, and I'm not so necessarily sure that they can do this. Anytime you see Cleveland have a huge win, look at what they do the following week. I like Minnesota for a second week here to win the game at home. Next, Colts at Dolphins. I'm not a big fan of the Colts. We're not going to keep talking about them. You guys know how I feel. If you don't, go back and watch previous episodes of World of Matchups. I think it's hard to pick the Colts simply because they can't score with Carson Wentz. They just can't score. Carson Wentz is like a, a football COVID, and all the players around him are suffering because of it. Miami came within an inch of beating the Raiders, and they should have. And I think they're going to come home and get healthy. Jacoby Brissett deserves praise because this guy has left it out all over the field. And I think guys like Gusecki and Waddle will quietly eat again, and they're going to get theirs. And a heavy dose of Miles Gaskin will bounce back into taking a resounding win out of the clutches of the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor could have a, a game. You know, it's Carson Wentz. It's just a, Carson Wentz is just a problem. You know what I mean? When you have so many amazing things around you, but then your quarterback is trash, it's, it's, it's tough. It's like think of your dream girl, Spencer. She's everything you want her to be. She's looking at you, you're looking at her, and then you go talk to her and she opens her mouth and she's got a meth mouth. You know what I mean? That's, it's, you're turned off. She's probably great you know, all over, but then that's a problem for you. That's Carson Wentz. And because of that, I can't take them right now. I have to see, I have to see him throw a touchdown. One, <laughs> I have to see them win a game. One before I think I will ever pick them again on World of Matchups. This is my game of the week. Oh my god! I told you you would not expect are it. You this is kidding it. me. These are the two most desperate teams in football. Two playoff teams who got horrible starts <sighs> to their season. Game of the week. I can't believe you, Spencer. Oh, Carson Wentz is a tire fire. You know, and I'm sure he's a nice guy, but this guy is terrible. Guys, 
take out a third mortgage on the Miami Dolphins. All right, and just and just lay it. Well, we got seven. Deal. They have nothing in Indianapolis except Jonathan Taylor, and they're gonna stack the box. Miami's defense is good. Indianapolis, I almost feel bad for you guys. You know, when I used to work for the NFL, real segue, real quick. I I I went to the Super Bowl where the Giants beat the Colts in Indianapolis. And, you know, they got some of the nicest people in the world, and their fans are great. And that Lucas Oil Stadium is really nice, man. It's really nice. And I got to go all throughout that place. But I will tell you, you can't tell them nothing about their Colts, but I'm here to tell you, but your, your Colts are going nowhere until you get rid of Carson Wentz. It's just, that's just a fact, period, end of statement. Next, Titans at the Jets. J-E-T-S, just end the season. The Jets are the worst team in the league. The Jets might the Jets might might be the worst team in professional sports. Okay? They are awful. And the Titans, they're injured all over the field too. So expect like a 13-9 game. You know, no AJ Brown, no Julio. Maybe, you know, Julio's super questionable. So expect a big dose of last week's player to watch Mr. Derrick Henry, the football Frankenstein. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. The Jets are going to try to stack the box. It won't matter because he is going to just truck everybody in his way. He might show up at your house. He might eat your dinner. There's nothing Jet, you Jet fans and Jet players can do about it. They're going to pressure Zach Wilson to death until he shows that he can handle the blitz. It's just that simple. It's a simple recipe on how to beat the Jets. Make him throw, which we have seen that he can't, and the Titans are going to win. It's touchdown Titans all day. This would have been my best bet, but I promise you guys I wouldn't best bet against the Jets anymore, and I won't because it's just too easy. Titans are no world beaters, but they can run the ball, control clock, and they'll play enough defense against the soft Jets team. They have Jamison Crowder potentially coming back, sure. They have Corey Davis, sure. But is Michael Carter doing anything to keep drives going? I mean, who else do they have on their team who's going to run the ball at any kind of a decent clip that's going to keep their team on the field? My goodness, the Jets are so horrendous. I feel it in my spirit. I feel so bad for Jet fans. I want to be free of this pain. Because they are some of the most passionate fans in the world. But the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter. It's almost like you just want to light a match to the franchise and start over. You know what I mean? You want a Golden Knights, the Jets. You just want to start over. Have like an expansion draft or something and start Because it's just, it doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter who the owner is. It doesn't matter how much you charge for hot dogs. It doesn't matter what the weather is. The Jets are just bad. They're just bad. It's almost like just having something to do on Sundays versus going and rooting for your team. It's... It's abysmal, and I feel bad for you guys. Take the touchdown Titans all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Next, Lions at the Bears. I'm telling you right now, I don't know why, but I like the Lions this week. Just like I loved Jacksonville last night, and everyone was like, oh, Jacksonville is terrible. Jacksonville's not going to do nothing. Cincinnati's going to roll. No. I like the Lions here, and I like them to win out. Forget the point spreads. I think they're going to win this game. As long as Matt Nagy is the coach of the Chicago Bears, they are doomed. Matt Nagy is the Carson Wentz of coaches. He is horrific. This guy is so far removed from what he needs to be doing, it's laughable. Matt Nagy needs to be fired before you eat another meal, Spencer. Fired. But I... It is terrible. They're a hot mess. 
Last week was beyond embarrassing. Justin Fields did absolutely nothing. He wasn't put in a position to excel. Balls are bouncing off helmets. They're bouncing off players. He needs to be fired. I have zero confidence taking them anywhere. And Detroit can score. We were just talking about that. Okay? TJ Hulkinson? That guy's a monster. Jared Goff? They're backdooring teams all year. They can score. They just have no defense in Detroit. But they're a decent, potent offense. Coach came out this week and said DeAndre Swift is going to start seeing more, more, more volume. He's a good player. I wanted the Chiefs to take him. He shouldn't be languishing in Detroit, right? Fields and Dalton, they're going to do this dance all season long under Matt Nagy. And it sucks because the Bears have a decent defense. Bears fans, I got no problem with you. I know a lot of Bears fans. I got two guys at my job that are Bears fans. I told them, you got until November 1st to, to, to turn it around or I'm roasting you relentlessly. It's, we call it the, the drop-dead date for the Bears at my job. November 1st. Eric, I'm talking to you. Corey, I'm talking to you. Watch this. November 1st is coming because they are bad. I think Detroit steals a road win here. I do, and I think they do it in style. <laughs> what do you think, Spencer? Well, I mean, considering that the Bears had one net passing yard last week, I don't understand how they can be favorites and the Lions look competent, so I think they're actually building something over there. Yeah. The Not Lions, enough to get five wins this season, but to get a few here and there. Yeah. I mean, if Jeff Okuda didn't go down for the year again, you know what I mean? They would have, you know, they could be able to cut that field in half. They've got players. And the coaching so far hasn't been terrible. I mean, the Niners let them back in that game. They were in the game for a while with the Packers. I have Goff and Hawkinson in fantasy, and it's nothing but garbage time points, which means to me that they are scoring late. They put points on the board. They just can't stop anybody. Now, who's starting this week? Does anyone even know? Is it Fields? Is it the, you know, the Red Rifle? Like, does it even matter? Does it even matter? I love this game. For some reason, I'm taking the Lions. I hope I'm right because this is another one of those picks kind of like Cincinnati last week going into Pittsburgh where we just have this world of matchups hot take that comes to fruition. I just love those kind of wins because no one thinks they're going to happen. Next, Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Guys, can the Falcons win two in a row? I say no. I just don't think it's possible. I have visions of Chase Young slamming Matt Ryan to the turf WWE style. Now, has there been a more disappointing defensive unit this season than Washington? They've been terrible. Chase Young has Zero sacks. This is problematic. I give you guys a lot of love in the NFC breakdown. A lot of love. And you just haven't stepped up to the plate. Now, the truth of the matter is your front four is great. Your secondary is abysmal. And I thought you were decent. You're not. And so, guys can throw on you, which could be problematic. I think that Calvin Ridley could have a day because you got nobody that can stay with that guy, and Matt Ryan is still serviceable, so you're going to have to blitz him and get to him. But I expect Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin to have a day here because Atlanta defense is trash. They're awful. And I think it will expose the real problems that, that Atlanta has. Their offensive line is not good. Matt Ryan is you know, following Big Ben right out of the NFL. And I think Washington steals this at the gun. Washington needs a big win right now. You know, and I know Heineke is not great, but he's not horrible. 
They can win with him. They need to establish the run, which they can do versus Atlanta. They need to get McLaurin involved, which they should be able to do versus Atlanta. They need to get Logan Thomas involved, which they should be able to do versus Atlanta. Atlanta is like the recipe of let's practice our offense today. And so I like Washington. I like them to pull away late. And I like that defense to finally make some noise. Guys, if you don't start making some noise, you're never going to get airtime on World of Matchups ever again. Come on, Chase Young. I love you. Show me some love back. Next. All right. Commercial break. Let's, t- let's pay some bills. Okay, we're going to come back with the late games. My name is Dexter Reed. You're watching World of Matchups. Don't go away. Welcome back to World of Matchups. Before we continue, let's pay some bills. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to buy or sell your home in the Las Vegas or Henderson, Nevada area? Alex Gannon with Vegas Strong Real Estate Group, a brokerage with a cause, can assist you with achieving all your real estate needs. With 15-plus years of experience, Alex Gannum is a recipient of several client service awards along with a top-notch selling and buying technique to get you the most for your home or the best value for your new purchase. Call Alex Gannum at Vegas Strong Real Estate Group today at 702-786-4553. Again, that's 702-786-4553. Vegas Strong Real Estate Group. We are one city, one brokerage, one dream. Now, let's talk about the late games. Cardinals at Rams. I was telling Spencer, man, I just want to take the Cardinals so bad here. So bad here. Rams were my best bet. They had an enormous win last week versus Tampa. I think that they could be ripe for the picking here, but I just can't bring myself to take the Cardinals here. DeAndre Hopkins is still a little questionable. Kyler Murray's 0-4 versus this team. Eventually, he's going to get a W, but I just don't think it's here, okay? I think he'll end up 0-5. Like I said, Hopkins is hurting with no real running game. LA's going to be too much. Cup, Stafford, Higby, Donald, they're going to be too much for Arizona here. But it will be close, okay? I will tell you this. I'm not much of a gambler, but I don't know what the spread is, but I would take Arizona with the points. I think... Kyler Murray will be Superman in this game. I just don't think that it will be enough for him to get that win. You know, he's on another level, but I'm taking the Rams in a very, very close one. Real quick, how 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 seriously right now do we have to be taking the Rams? I mean, Cooper Cup is Jerry is the white Jerry Rice. Matt Stafford looks like he's the most comfortable quarterback in the world right now. And the marriage that those two guys have with Sean McVay. It doesn't seem like they can do anything wrong. What do you think, Spencer? I just want to quickly say that the market consensus for this game opened up at minus 5.5, and and it's been bet down to 4.5. So people are showing some love to the Cardinals. Uh, The Rams, I mean, (laughs) if you get behind them offensively, I don't think you're coming back. Not not unless you're like a team like Kansas City that can score at will. You know they might I mean? be the only team that I, they, I think so too. <laughs> the Buccaneers got behind and they couldn't come back. I told you, high-powered offense. I told you. I told everybody, man. I told. I I smell that. I smell that. No Antonio Brown to stretch the field. They're home. They're fired up under the lights. They got weapons. They got weapons. They're not even using right now. 
You know what I mean? Think about that. They got guys that aren't even getting involved as much as they could be. Guys like Van Jefferson, you know what I mean? They got good players, but they are just throwing the ball to Cooper Cup, and he's always open. It's unbelievable, and they are throwing bombs. Dude, Deshaun Jackson is 500 years old, and he's getting involved, so now you have to defend the deep threat, and then everything is open underneath. This is not the greatest show on turf, but they are kind of carving out their own little thing that they're doing in the National Football League, and teams need to be afraid because the defense is stout. Donald's a beast. Ramsey just quarterbacks the whole back end. I like them again here, but I do think it's going to be close. I think probably one of my best bets if I was betting would be Cardinals plus the four and a half because I could see a three-point game to win. Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, they still got good players too. They're not bums. It's just a lot of it rests on the health of Hopkins. Take the Rams in a very close one. Next, Seahawks at the 49ers. San Francisco totally played me last week after losing to Green Bay at home. That's a game you have to win. you got to win that game. And I thought they were going to win it, but the defense fell apart in the last couple seconds. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, marches right down the field, and they kick a field goal, and they win the game. So that's a bad loss versus a soft team. And here comes Seattle, you know what I mean, who's also coming off a loss. Now, we know how, you get, how I do with Seattle. When I pick them, they lose. When I don't pick them, they win. But I'm taking them this week because I like Russ more than I like Jimmy G. That's just the bottom line. And I think that the air attack is going to be too much for San Francisco here on the road. I think they're going to get Metcalf and Lockett involved this week. And that's going to be more than Debo and whoever else is out there. You know what I mean? Brandon Ayuk, I'm breaking up with you. I'm sorry, man. I've That's it. I'll find someone else. You know, right now, Jerry Judy got a pass because he's injured. But you and I, I wax poetic about you. And you have done absolutely nothing to shine me up. So we are done. I'm taking Seattle here. I am actually taking them with confidence. I'm starting to fall off the Jimmy G train. I'm not saying that Trey Lance should be the starter yet, but it was clearly obvious like when they were in the red zone that when they didn't bring Trey Lance in, they did nothing. And the minute they brought Trey Lance in, one play, and it was a touchdown. Jimmy G just doesn't have the legs that they need. They got to run the ball. Trey Sermon has to run the ball 20 times. Elijah Mitchell, they got to mix these guys in. They got to soften up Seattle's defense, which allows a lot of yards on the ground. So that should definitely be the recipe. But I just think Russell Wilson will be the best player on the field. And I like Seattle to bounce back in a division win. Take Seattle with confidence and roll. Next, Steelers at the Packers. Remember when the Steelers were 11 0 last year, Spencer? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't buy into it too much. Obviously, that ended up working out. But I did like them on the betting market, you know, for most of the season. That was good, but different between betting and, you know, actually winning important games. They're awful. I was listening to somebody on Sirius XM a couple month, a couple weeks ago saying that he thought that the Steelers' defense was going to be one of the worst, and I couldn't even believe that he said it. I was like, man, they were great last year. They got great players, you know, but the bottom line is T.J. Watt got paid. Now he's playing like he got paid not like he wants to get paid. And they're falling apart all over the place. Ben Ben is done. Ben is done. Okay, so here comes Aaron Rodgers. He's going to carve them up piece by piece. We know this. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, they're going to have big games. The Packers are a different team at home, you know. And the bottom line is that you can throw the ball all over the Steelers. You know, my hot take last week was Cincy going in there, and that's exactly what they did. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do? 
Aaron Rodgers is 10 times the quarterback that Joe Burrow is. The Steeler D and O-line have been so bad to this point. Najee Harris can't do a thing. I mean, he's underperforming because they're not surrounding him with the pieces that he needs. And the bottom line is it's Ben. It's Ben. And Mike Tomlin, you need to realize that it's Ben. You guys got to let this guy go in the offseason the way they got rid of Tom Brady. And you need to draft a quarterback. No Mason Rudolph, none of this nonsense. Go get a quarterback. You should be looking right now at whatever available quarterbacks are on the market or who's coming out of college because Ben looks 39. He looks old. He is a statue back there. If that center pulls left instead of right, it's a sack. If that guard misses a block, it's a sack. Ben couldn't run if his house was on fire. They're in trouble. So, Watt's been a ghost. Ben needs to retire. This is the type of win that now coupled with a win last week when I thought that they were going to lose is going to send Green Bay on a roll. Every year they seem like they're like 12-4, and and this is going to set it off. This is going to set it off for Green Bay. And they'll end up going to the playoffs, and they'll get their doors blown off somewhere. But the bottom line is, is Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones is still Aaron Jones. Is there a better one, two, and three in the league? I'll wait for that answer. Who do you? I mean, who's better than that, those three? Do you, Spencer? I can't think of anyone. You know what I mean? Not Kansas City. You know what I mean? Not, not the Rams. They got no real running game. They don't know who the running back is in Tampa. They just keep rotating back and forth. They're the best one, two, and three in the league, and it's going to show on Sunday, and it's going to continue to show. If this is going to be their swan song, they're going out guns blazing. Take Green Bay with confidence. Next, this is a game I couldn't wait to talk about. Ravens at the Broncos. Okay, folks, let's be honest. The Ravens should be 0-3. I will never back off that. You could come on the show. You could fight with me all you want. They should be 0-3, okay? The Raiders beat you, although it was circus show. To make it happen, they beat you. Kansas City put the ball on the ground in a tough spot. They would have lost that game if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire didn't have butter all over his hands. And then last week, you got a gift from the refs when they didn't call that delay a game penalty. No one's kicking a 71-yard field goal. You would have lost that game as well. And I, I told everybody that the lines were, were like a lock for me last week. So now you are showing up in the house that John Elway built in my high stadium, okay? You, are, you should be 0-3 to me, and I think you should be 0-4 coming into this week. I like Denver here. I do. I don't trust Lamar in a big spot. I still don't. I know he did the 4th and 19 last week, and I'll give you your props, bro, because it was a big play you made to get them into field goal position. But this is a different animal, okay? The Broncos are at 3-0, and, and real quick, you Broncos fans out there that are texting me and, 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 and hit me up on mes- Messenger about how wrong I am about your team, I'm not wrong about your team. You're 3-0, but guys, can we pump the brakes? You've played the Jets, the Giants, and the Jags. You've played the Jets, the Giants, and the Jags, calm down. You're not going to the Super Bowl. Okay, you look good. You beat the teams that are on your schedule. But can we pump the brakes a little bit, please? So this is going to be a statement win. You need a statement win. You get this statement win, then you can hit my messenger and hit my text and, and hit my email. But let's, let's not put the cart before the horse. I, I know that Baltimore is a wounded animal. Lamar ha- took a couple days off from practice this week. Back problems. Here comes Teddy, 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 touchdown, Teddy Bridgewater. This is a nice find for Denver. Very efficient. No one's giving him – dude, no one is giving this guy his flowers. 
can we start putting some respect on on Teddy Bridgewater's name? Let's, I mean, for a second, let's like rehash what this guy has gone through. It hasn't just been easy for Bridgewater. This guy has fought, clawed, and found his way onto a team with talent, won the job, and now he's three and zero with a with a, a, a opportunity to be four and zero. And I'm here to tell you, this guy's going to make some plays in this game to win this game. I love Teddy Bridgewater this year, all right? The Bronco D is going to harass Lamar all game long. All game long. They can stop the run. They can play the pass. Broncos are a slept-on team. If the Broncos had Aaron Rodgers, they'd be a Super Bowl contender. That's why they wanted him so bad, because the window of opportunity is now. If this Bronco team keeps playing this way, they're, they're going to break that streak versus Kansas City and win a game or two. Kansas City really needs to get it together here. The AFC West is ascending. No one expected the Broncos to be as good as they are, okay? They're going to force some turnovers. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon going to do their thing. I don't believe in Baltimore away from home anywhere. Nowhere. Ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. The 4-0 Denver Broncos. Have some balls, lock arms with me, and take Denver. Next. Monday Night Football. This is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game. Nobody expected these teams to be as good as they are right now. At least I didn't. I fully expected Kansas City to be running away with the AFC, and the Chargers stole a win last week, albeit I don't think it's one they should have won. And the Raiders are raidering, man. The Raiders aren't the Raiders. The Raiders are the the Raiders. They're that team. Okay? Like, I can't even look my neighbor in the face right now. He's got his flags out. He waits for me to come out of my house. He does. You know what I mean? Like, it's been rough right now being a Chiefs fan, but I have hope. But back to these these two teams. This is going to be a great game. They're going to fight this out all night long. Under the lights, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, two great quarterbacks right now. Carr's having an MVP start. Remember when Carr was in the MVP race a couple years ago before he broke his leg? Why did people forget about that? I mean, that injury just it completely shattered his psyche. When he came back, he just wasn't the same quarterback. So I think people, it's easy to forget, you know, how good he was, and he was great, but I never thought he would get back to where he is now, where he's fearless. Carr looks fantastic. I'm sitting Lamar Jackson in fantasy this week for Derek Carr. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I think that's the right decision. That's then. all you need to know. And they, they always play great games, the Chargers and, and Raiders. The AFC They're West, never barn burners. Yeah, is a fight every week. There'll be some defense, but there won't be a whole lot of defense. There's going to be balls in the air all over the place. And while there might be more Raider fans in L.A. on Monday night than Charger fans, I still have to take the Chargers here. I, I, I do. I think it's going to be very, very close. I think that I think the player that we really need to be watching with a great level of enthusiasm is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is an absolute stud, and he's a future MVP in this league, and the erratic play that the Raiders play, it just can't sustain itself and pull out victories. Mike Williams is ascending. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler. They've got a great offense. They've got a decent defense. It should be enough to the tune of a three-point win. I would take the Raiders if I was a betting man because they're going to be in the game. 
No one knows right now if Josh Jacobs is going to play. You know, can you really expect guys like Peyton Barber to replicate what he did last week? That guy had a career day. I don't think he's going to be sneaking up on anybody and surprising anyone. I like L.A. here, but barely. And while I think John Gruden has done a good job, I think there's going to be a mistake or two that he makes or a decision or two that he makes that could cost him this game. We know Darren Waller and what he's going to do. We know that. Unless you throw a blanket on him, the guy's eating. But I don't think that there's anyone in that secondary that can stop Justin Herbert. I saw somebody this week, this is a hot take, Spencer, that was saying that Justin Herbert is going to be every good, every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. Well, that, that is definitely a hot take. I don't think I'd agree with that so far, but uh, he's got to win maybe a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be a yeah. good start. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but skill-wise, skill-wise, I don't think he can make the kind of throws that Mahomes makes, but he's definitely got the pedigree. And can we all agree that it has been a long time since we've seen a quarterback all of a sudden just be good like that out of the gate besides Mahomes. He got a chance, and he ran with it. I love Justin Herbert. I've seen this guy play. I never thought he was that good. I'm here to tell you, this guy's good. Well, his offensive coordinator is the current head coach for the UNLV running Rebels, so yeah, that's that's how you know how good his offensive playbook was in college. Yeah, I mean, he he's a stud. 6'6", 240 with an arm, and he's got boatloads of confidence can run the ball, strong. I think it's going to be too much for for Vegas here. But at the same time, I don't think we can discount what the Raiders have done. And we know the Raiders are going to lose some games. I mean, the Raiders like, are sending their – they're sending their fans to the hospital every time they play. They That erratic – I think it's just that. I think it's just that X factor of the erratic kind of play and mistakes that the Vegas Raiders make are the only reason that I'm not taking them here. Because usually when I see a team like L.A. win a huge game, you go to Kansas City and, and win, that is confidence upon confidence. They win a huge game like that. The next game they come home, and they're ripe for the picking, and they lose that game. But I just, if it was anyone else but the Raiders here, I would probably take them. But I, I see too much erraticness from the Raiders. They don't know which way is up or down sometimes. Sometimes they look like they're about to win the Super Bowl, and the next time you're scratching your head, like, what just That Miami game was the antithesis of Raider football. Yeah, missing an extra point, giving up a fourth and 20. It's just, it's not a Raiders game unless some weird stuff goes on, it's, no doubt. It's, it's almost, it's funny, man, because, like, I know a guy who worked construction on Allegiant Stadium who buried a Kansas City Chief flag underneath the stadium. I mean, is it that? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? It's, it's the Raiders. Like, they've done that forever. Yeah. They always are just involved in the strangest plays in the NFL. It's some sort of... Uh, it's like the lasting legacy of Al Davis. It's yeah. like it, whatever is associated with him is just it's gonna Raiders happen. are gonna Raider. Raiders are gonna Raider. But they're they're playing good football. Their fans have a lot to be proud of. And I tell you what, and Spencer and I were just talking about this. Let the Raiders win this game and watch what happens. Y'all think you 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 guys think you hate Cowboy fans? Let the Raiders win this game. Let the Raiders go four and in this division. We have to we have to be talking playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? 
I just hope we can win a game. Another game. We have to get we have to we have to seriously take them as a playoff contender because the middle of the schedule is fairly soft. It's the end of the schedule looks kind of tough. But let Derek Carr look like Joe Montana on Monday night under the lights. And yeah. all of a sudden, we're talking about the playoffs. Yeah, this, this is the biggest game of the year in the AFC West. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, at the end of the season, maybe it comes down to the last game. But when you look at the situation where it's like two teams that are hot, you know, the Chargers are coming off a really big win against mm. the Chiefs. It's like, this is like to take control of the division. Because you talked about the Broncos. They've had the easiest schedule they in the NFL, nobody. bar none. They played probably the three worst teams in the they NFL. Played, they did play the three worst teams. They played nobody. You know, winning, it's not their fault, obviously. You play who's on your schedule, yeah. You win your games, you win those games. But I, no one's taking them as seriously as the Chargers and Raiders right now. Nobody. So this is a commanding game right here. It's if like, the, this is who wants to win the AFC West in this game. This is the type of win that if the Raiders got in the, in the past, they would throw a parade. This is a huge game. And only AFC West fans like you and I will really understand that. This game is for all the marbles. This is almost like an AFC West Super Bowl because whoever takes control of this division is going to make some noise in the playoffs. I'm saying it. Kansas City goes to Vegas. That's going to be a huge game, but this is going to be the beginning of a, a kind of like a bloodbath of AFC West rivals all season long. But I'm still taking the Chargers. Justin Herbert, I'm showing you love. I broke up with Brandon Ayuk. You and I, we're going out now. You don't know it, but we're going out now. Bromance all day, every day. Don't let me down on Monday night. All right, guys. It's time for our quick commercial break, and we're going to come back with the best part of the show, the Game of the Week, with special guests coming from Long Island, New York, my good friend, football aficionado, Mr. Peter Drago. Stay tuned. Get your popcorn. Get your soda. Get ready. Pure comedy and pure football talk on the other side. Stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Spencer, with Delivering Sports. I'm happy to announce a brand new show I'm releasing called 10 Minute Blitz, where I recap every single NFL game from the last week in 10 minutes or less. I'll show you all the biggest highlights and storylines you might have missed. The show will come out every Wednesday from here on out, and I'll see you guys on Grab It. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Before we venture into our Game of the Week and special guests, we must welcome in our Game of the Week sponsor for the entire season, Stacy Harrison of Felony Fitness. Folks, Felony Fitness isn't for the faint of heart. Felony Fitness promotes solely the four Fs, no fear, no forgiveness, no failure, and no false hopes. Those who say whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Be patient because we are coming back around to finish the job. Felony Fitness now, Felony Fitness forever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to World of Matchups. It is that time of the show where we welcome in our special guests for our Game of the Week segment. Coming to you all live and direct from Long Island, New York, I have my good friend and real Jet fan, talking this week about our game of the week, which will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going back home with Tom Brady to Foxborough facing Bill Belichick and the Patriots. His name is Peter Drago. Let's everybody give him a round of applause and show him some love. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tex. Appreciate you coming on. So first things first, man. I'm one of those people that has – I've thrown dirt on Tom Brady's grave for about a decade. Okay, I'm no longer doing that anymore. I'm just going to let the guy ride off into the sunset. Nothing is going to change until this guy retires. In your mind, is Tom Brady the greatest of all time? He is not only in football, 
optics. He just sets the precedence in many sports. The guy is just amazing. I'm a diehard Jet fan, and listen, September 23rd, 2001, hit around the world. Mo Lewis, Jet fans were ranting and raving. Drew Bledsoe's on the sideline, hurt. All of a sudden, here comes Tom Brady. Who know? Um, he's amazing. He really is. I've never seen anything like it. Balls, you know? Oh, it's and he gets. You feel like wow, he gets better as better with age. He's like and the guy's like, yeah. he's like wine. I, the guy. It's amazing. I said it the other day, Pete. I said, like, has anyone ever seen Tom Brady sweat? Like, no. he's just the perfect athlete. I mean, there's deflate gate and the things like that that took place. So he's not without, you know, some heat. Yeah. But. Of course. I, he's like white Jordan. I almost think it's on fun. some aspects yeah. he's better than Jordan as being an all-time athlete because Jordan, there was a lot of things that follow Jordan that still follow Jordan to this day that I think Tom Brady does not have, which kind of puts him in that same – I mean, he's got more rings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy's been to 10 Super Bowls. He, he could easily win again this year too. Easily. And, you know, you're right. I put him like, you know, he is. He's like Michael Jordan. And it's um, every year, you know, again, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Jet fan, Dex. We don't have a lot to root for. So <laughs> since Tom Brady has stepped into the league, I think most Jet fans, we focus on Tom Brady as much as we want to hate him. We we know probably more about Tom Brady than, than Tom Brady else. and big fans do. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because we, we live to root against him. But I'm going to be honest with you, in the last five years, I have learned and lived to love Tom Brady for what he has done for the sport. And yeah, the deflate gate and other things definitely can tarnish it a little bit. But I don't see, how can I say it? I don't see another player in his sport, you know, playing at the level he does at this age, especially at his position. He could play till he's 50. You know, like, and yeah, and you know, and I really believe he's going to. Yeah, he could I, I, with that well, offensive line. You know, you know, you have something going on when guys hate you for three quarters yeah. of your career so much, so yeah. badly that they all of a sudden start to like you. And <laughs> that's how. That's and, and how. It's, that's it's, where I'm at with Tom Brady. That's kind of where yeah. I'm at. I'm, I'm almost starting to like him now. You know, it's like yeah. I used to like to hate, hate to like him. I like to hate him, and now I hate to like him. But it is what it is. I, so I tell you what, Dex. That's that's what it, that's what it that's is. That's what it is. Same page. That's really what. That's yeah. just the bottom line. So yeah. they're invading Foxborough. Bill Belichick. Yeah. They're they're struggling. You know, to the point where, you know, I I was so happy that Cam Newton got cut so Mac Jones could have a, a start and, and and be you know the next Tom Brady. You know, and and it just hasn't happened. They've been struggling. They can't move the ball. The offense looks yeah. anemic. I think coming off a huge loss, which I called, you know, in L.A., they're going to go to Foxborough, and I think they're going to absolutely annihilate this team. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree 100%, Dax. In fact, you know, if Brady walks into Foxborough and beats Belichick handily, you know, are we going to start talking the long debate with, you know, is a coach, you know, more important than the quarterback? You know, honestly, listen, this is teacher versus student from what people think. I think we're going to learn a lot. I mean, listen, Belichick's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. But let's look at his, you know, let's look at his record prior to the Tom Brady years. You know? Jeff Fisher. I mean, 
you know, yeah, it's, you know, the 90s, I think he had one season over 500. Not saying he's a bad coach. He also, you know, coached, you know, he was assistant to a lot of good coaches. Um, but, you know, listen, I, I'm a firm believer, like, you know, not to get off the topic, I look at, like, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy type thing. You know, Brady, but, you know, we look at Brady's, Brady's pedigree, you know, he wasn't highly scouted, went to Michigan, passed up on playing baseball. Um, I don't think he started till his junior year, I yeah, believe. Year. Um, I don't know if that was the year or his last year, I believe. He won the Orange Bowl mm -hmm. with Michigan. But, um, but you know, Belichick is a good coach. I just feel Brady, Brady has done for Belichick what a lot of people keep saying, well, Belichick has done for Brady, you know, and... I strongly believe that the that you know Patriots are in trouble someday. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair assessment. Um, I I kind of agree. I just because I've been on the other side of so many Bill Belichick taking away the best player on my team games. I think they, he is yes. truly the best in-game coach I've ever seen. He's definitely a top two NFL coach, if not the best coach in the world. You know, he gets more out of his team than anyone. Someone was telling me, don't be surprised if the Patriots cover this spread. I don't think that they will. I just don't think that they have the personnel. You know, a guy like Jacoby Myers just getting everything underneath. They don't have an over-the-top guy like Moss anymore. Not to mention Mac Jones can't even throw the ball very much. And they're running exactly. game. Eh, doesn't it's not very inspiring. And this is what I no. know. I know Tom Brady hates losing more than anybody next to Jordan. He hates oh, yeah. to lose. And so... If it means he has to go out there and score on Sunday, I fully expect that to happen. And is there a better under-the-lights quarterback in the last two decades? I just don't think don't there is. I think the Patriots are in a lot of trouble. I see this being a 31-17 game easily for Tampa. I think Tampa gets right. Antonio Brown comes back. He stretches the field. I think the one, the one coin that – that the Patriots might have in their pocket is their defense is good. Their defense yes. is good. And Bill knows how to take away the other team's best player, but can he take away Tom Brady? My answer is no. And what are your thoughts on that? I'm, that's the thing, too. I feel the answer is no. I mean, and I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, I've spoken to, you know, our buddy Danny about it, like, and feeling like, you know, maybe Belichick could take away Brady. Maybe he could coach against him knows his weaknesses, his strengths, but I just feel it's not going to happen. I feel Brady's going to go in there on fire. I'm really interested to see the crowd um, response to Brady. They're going to give him some love. Uh -huh. They have to. Uh, yeah, I figure they have to. I actually had this conversation with a coworker of mine where they feel they're going to be like really like, you know, hate on Brady. I'm like, you can't hate on a guy like nah. that. You know, I've done it I'm, too long you know, to get you nowhere. <laughs> exactly, that's it just exactly. gets you nowhere. It doesn't. E it doesn't even pay to be a hater of Tom Brady at no, this point. No, you're witnessing greatness that you can tell your children greatness. about. Just, just take it for what it is. You don't have to like him, but you're gonna respect him. Kind of how I feel about Jordan. I'm a Nick fan. I don't feel like any true Nick fan could love Jordan, but you're gonna take your yeah. hat off to him, and you're gonna give that man his flowers of when you course. see him. You know what I mean? It's just of course, that's of how it is with Tom are. Brady. That's how it is with yeah, Tom Brady. What do you think the final score is gonna be? Honestly, Dex, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with like a thirty-four to thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, so you're looking for a beatdown. Yeah, you're looking for a yeah. beatdown. All right. Well, 
we're both in agreement. I'm not surprised. You know, we we both kind of feel. You know, we we disagree yeah. about a lot of things, but one thing we do yeah. agree about <laughs> is, is that Tom Brady is the goat, and, and he is. I think he is salivating right now. He can't wait oh, to get yeah. to Foxborough, and I think this is going to be must oh. see TV Sunday Night Football. I think the whole world's going to be watching, and I think he's going to put it on a show. Be. And it I do think like the... he could play till he's yeah. fifty. I really, really do. So, so do I. I strongly believe yeah, it. He you can. Know, the way they protect him. I mean, the guy's got a fortress. Yeah. He has more. He Tom Brady has better protection than President Biden. Okay, yeah, he really does. he does. It's he just really how it goes. Does. So we'd be remiss yeah. if we didn't give you a chance to talk about your squad. I always try to bring people on when it's a game uh, for their team, but um, the Jets aren't going to get too many games of the week here, bro. I'm just being honest. No, Jacks, it, it is what man. it is. Being from New York, knowing you for for 20 plus years, we 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 need to give you a second to talk about your assessment of yeah. the New York Jets. What they need to do, you know, where they need to go, how do you see this season going, bro? The floor is yours, man. Let's have it. It's a bummer. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Coming out of the draft, I was excited. I loved our second round pick and more. Really, did the Jets were going to go that route, or you know? And um, I love the Michael Carter pick. Yeah, me too. You know, the Zach Wilson. You know, I could deal with it. I'm. I'm honestly. Um, I love Trey Lance. I think he's going to be the better quarterback out of this group. I don't know. I, I just feel like there's just a failure and breakdown somewhere in the Jets organization why we just can't. We don't even look like a team, Dex. Like, you know, You're not competitive. At all. You're not competitive. I, I, can competitive. I can't deal with. Listen, week one, we were flat in the first half. Becton went down. Second half, you know what? Zach Wilson was resilient. Kept the Jets in the game. They played a lot better. The defense played a lot better. Um, you know, and the last two weeks, it's a bummer. I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. I don't know. It, you know, I don't know. You know, is it Joe Douglas? We're, we're, you know, what do we do after this year? I think do I burn see the, the Jets whole franchise down. Yeah. yeah. Burn it down and, and, and start fresh, man. Because I'm here to tell you, Derrick Henry is dragging the Jets and all of Long Island into the end zone on Sunday. Oh, dude. It's going to get ugly. I don't even. I, <laughs> He's taking the five boroughs 50 yards into the end zone on Sunday, bro. I'm not playing anywhere near Derrick Henry in any type of game. <laughs> it's yeah, going to be you know, so bad. I'm so happy about it. Um, I don't know where they go from here, Dex. I don't see. Listen, you can't go anywhere but, but up. But up, what's what's the bar for the Jets? Yeah. If we go out and play somewhat competitive, you know what? As Jet fans, we're loyal, but... You get to the point, Dex, where enough's enough, yeah, and, and it's, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. So it, it, well, I remember 2012 when the Chiefs were, you know, wearing black at our head and flying banners, save our yeah. Chiefs. And you know what turned it around for us is we got Andy Reid. I think it would start yeah. with getting you guys a, a competent coach who's a seasoned veteran who's at least made it to the playoffs, albeit having not a whole lot of luck in the playoffs. You know, and then getting that quarterback. I'm not sure if Zach Wilson is the guy. I'm really not. I'm yeah. not impressed with him at all. And I mean, I know they don't give him a whole lot of time. I know Mackay Becton is down, but you know, you you guys are a dumpster fire, and it's hard to watch. Oh, you know, there are times where I hear people say stupid nonsense, like, "Well, the best college team would be the beat the worst NFL team," and I think that's an absolute load of crap. But when I see the Jets, sometimes I have to think that that could be a possibility. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I believe probably in the last four years watching the Jets, I truly believe um, if they played seven out of ten times, I believe the Alabamas and the Clemsons would have beat the Jets they'd seven out of ten. Work. I don't know if they would win, but they'd give them some work. 
they would definitely give him some work. There's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it rough, really man. it's upsetting. You know, it's just like here we are going into week four. What are you rooting for? What are we rooting for? The first pick in the draft? That's it. You've and had we, the first pick a million times. You've had yeah. it. It's brutal, you man. Know? Well, I hope you have a good doctor. You know what I mean? You know, I hope your blood, your blood pressure's in check. You know, I, I hope no one's, you know, you know there's actually, no domestic violence and none of that happening because I know what it's like to have a bad team and watch these games, you know, so faithfully week in, week out. All right, man, yeah. we're going to wrap it up. I just want to say thank you for coming on World of Matches. We appreciate uh, you, your candor. We appreciate so you being such a loyal fan and, and, and letting us know your thoughts about this week. I hope you enjoy Sunday. We look forward to having you on again. And uh, once again, everybody, coming to you live and direct from Long Island, New York. Let's give him a hand, Mr. Peter Drago. We'll talk to you soon, bro. Enjoy the games this Sunday. All right, take care. All right, my friends. Boy, being a Jet fan's got to be the roughest thing on on the face of the earth, Hospence. Be a Raiders fan from 2002 to 2021. (laughs) Pretty rough, too. That's pretty bad, man. That's pretty bad. So we're both in agreement. We think Tom Brady's going to just eat a steak on Sunday. Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are in trouble. All right, folks, that's pretty much it. But before we roll out of here, we got to pay some bills and go over my picks. World of Matchups is taking this week the Kansas City Chiefs, the Saints, the Buffalo Bills, the Boys, the Vikings, the Finns, the Lions, the Touchdown Titans, the Washington football team, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Pack, the Broncos, the Bucks, and Monday night we're taking the Chargers. We would like to thank our sponsors again, Felony Fitness, Stacey Harrison of Felony Fitness, and Mr. Alexander Ganim of Vegas Strong Real Estate. We appreciate you guys sewing into World of Matchups financially the way you have, and we will continue to try to bolster your businesses as if they are our own. World of Matchups, we're all over the place on social media, okay? Find us, like us, subscribe at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and hit us up. Subscribe to our YouTube page. We have just recently implemented a new TikTok page where you will find all types of content that I drop regularly, Thursday night previews, what I think of is going on with players. So find us at World of Matchups on TikTok as well. World of Matchups has some great news. We are ascending as a business here, bringing you the real talk for real understanding, and we are starting to have a new segment called Where Are They Now? This Tuesday at 11 o'clock, I will be having a World of Matchups exclusive with former eight-year National Football League NFL player Mr. Mark McMillan, drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, also had some stints with the Kansas City Chiefs. He will be in studio, and we are going to talk to him about what's happened in his life, where he got to, what he's doing now, and we will continue to do things like this when the opportunity arises and we are able to get guys in studio. We thank you all for watching the most comprehensive and progressive NFL show to hit the airwaves this year. On behalf of Grab It Television, Spencer the Wiz to my right, my name is Dexter Reed, and we are bringing you World of Matchups. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games, and we'll see you next week.